And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live here on this Friday. Thank goodness it's Friday. We're so happy to be to the end of the week. And who we've got a lot going on at the end of the week. Uh, today is a big day for us here at Coastal Broadcasting. We're going to be trying to do something different. We're going to be trying to do something that I don't know that we've ever done before. We're going to be trying tonight to be live and broadcasting two games at the same time here on the AM. We're going to have Coach Brian Colley and Damian St. Pierre live from the tank. The South Lafouche boys varsity basketball team will be taking on Destrehan, and we're going to be trying to deliver that to you. Well, not trying. That's the first priority. We're going to be delivering that to you all tonight. Uh, the Tarpons taking on Destrehan from the tank, and then also, on the FM side, we're trying a little bonus coverage, a bonus game of the week, because, heck, it might be the game of the year locally where we've got Hanville, not Hanville, HL Bourgeois taking on Vanderbilt tonight uh, over at Vanderbilt Catholic. We're going to try to bring you a bonus game of the week on ESPN 100.3. So we've got Turtle and I that are going to be going to Homa. Coach Kale and Damien are going to be going to South Lafouche. Man, look at us doing like some big time stuff. Two games at once. How, how how does Travis Kelsey say that in that COVID commercial? Two things at once. Two things at once. We're gonna be doing two things at once tonight. We've got four teams, great action, two great games. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. And uh, we're making some things shake here at Coastal Broadcast. Yeah, it should be a big night for us. Hopefully, uh, we can pull it off, which I'm sure we can. Uh, they may be scrambling in here in the studio. Ah, Two games going on, but they'll be okay. I'll be scrambling enough where I'm at, but (laughs) (laughs) we had some interesting results last night. Um, By the way, both of those games are scheduled to start around seven ish. And we're going to have Chandler Guitros on in the next segment to talk Tarpon baseball. And we're going to have Leon Veal on at 1230 to talk Vanderbilt basketball in advance of that matchup. 12.30 12.30 is not usually a time that we have a coach on that's usually kind of reserved for us to talk about some pro and some college. That's the only time Leon's available, and we didn't want to miss out, so uh, we're going to have Leon Veal on at 12.30 to talk about that matchup with H.L. Bourgeois. Last night on the scoreboard, um, let's start with the ladies, as we always do. Uh, girls basketball scores from last night. We had H.L. Bourgeois and Covenant Christian were postponed. They did not play last night. Uh, we had Terrebonne. Um, get a 46-37 to win over East Jefferson. Something that I noticed last night in doing my research, Terrebonne started the season 0-7. They are now 4-7. Coach Cassidy Barrios saying sometimes it takes a little time. Sometimes it got to figure some things out. They are now 4-7. They have won four in a row. So good on Coach Barrios. They're starting to turn that ship around a little bit. And they get a victory last night over East Jefferson, 46-37. Good job for Terrebonne there. Assumption gets a win last night over St. John, 45-41. Good on the Mustangs. They take care of business on the girls' basketball end, defend their home floor, and get a four-point victory over St. John. Lutcher and Ascension Catholic played no score reported. Patterson gets a girls' basketball victory over Morgan City, 37-27. So the Lady Jacks defeat the Lady Tigers and get a victory there. South Terrebonne was scheduled to play Plaquemine. That game was canceled, according to the LHSA website. Um, E.D. White took a big old step up in class yesterday. They took on Doyle over at the Hanson Memorial Tournament. 
Doyle is a really, really strong 3A team, and they flexed their muscles last night. They beat E.D. White 58-35. to was talking to Coach Tanaki. He said, hey, look, we, was facing, or we were facing great competition and just had a bad night to have a poor <clears throat> offensive game, but that's the way you get better. E.D. White's going to be okay. E.D. White actually next week is taking on um, Vanderbilt Catholic over at Nichols State University. That'll be a really fun one to watch. Um, so hopefully that the Cardinals could. What day of the week is that? The 22nd, whatever that. So the next Friday, that's going to be over at Nichols State University. We got E.D. White and Vanderbilt locking up for the girls. And then for the boys, we got E.D. White and Homa Christian locking up uh, over at Nichols State University. That's the, uh, the Fonz Classic in memory of Coach Fonz. St. James. Gets a 50-19 to win over John Errett. Last night in girls' basketball action, Homer Christian School was off, um, and then Covenant Christian and Bourgeois were postponed. I, I'm going to tell you something, Coach. I don't know if you realize this, because I sure didn't realize this until I looked it up last night. Do you know that we have an undefeated girls' basketball team in our area right now? And I'm not talking about you know any shenanigans like a team that's 1-0 or nothing like that. We have a team in our area right now for the girls that is undefeated. And if I give you Yeah, five, you, you didn't know that? Five guesses. You didn't know? Who, who who is it? I don't know. Five guesses. You ain't gonna get it. Five guesses. Undefeated. Undefeated. Have not lost a game. Have they played? Yeah. Because I know you. Oh no no no. Okay. No, no, they're ten and oh. Um golly. Local? Fairly, yeah, like in the surrounding area, yes. Oh. I'll give you three I'm, I'm, guesses. Man, I, uh, I'm going to go toward the west a little bit. Uh, is it West St. Mary? Eh. One more. Central Catholic. Eh. Berwick is 10 and Well, oh. I had the right area. I saw Berwick in Ten the Jamboree. And they got beat up on by South Lafouche without Ellie Lorraine and Nyla Lyons. Now, look, <laughs> they have not played a team with even remotely a winning record. Don't know how real this is. But if you're E.D. White right now and you're St. James and you're the other teams in this district, you're saying, hey, go get you some wins, baby, because we want to play all later in the year. They are 10-0, and and they have been rolling through – Albeit a soft schedule, but good on them. I didn't realize that last night. I was shocked seeing that last night, that the Berwick Panthers on the girls' side are 10-0 and to start the season. That's incredible. Uh, I'm going to look it up. Uh, I'm curious to see their uh, the power ranking. 11th. I just pulled 11th. it up. Yep. Division one non-select, they are 11th. They have not faced a team with a winning record yet, or else it would be higher. But, hey, good on them. They are. Yeah, yeah, you're winning. You're winning games. We go to the boys' basketball scoreboard from last night, and we had some results of local interest, starting with East St. John falling to St. Thomas Aquinas 78-66. to St. Thomas Aquinas beat Vanderbilt, so that's all you need to know. Um, they're obviously really good. East St. John loses to them by a dozen. Um, we got some local teams that played Chalmette. Chalmette has been struggling. They got a win last night, 43-34 to over Pearl River. So plus one for all of you local teams who played Chalmette earlier this year. Terrebonne defends their home floor and defeats Frederick Douglass 48-41. to So Coach Brown and his team get a victory over uh, Frederick Douglass. Thibodeau goes on the road to the Southside Tournament and falls to St. Martinville 60-53. to St. Martinville is usually pretty strong, so to play with them throughout the course of the game, that's actually not that bad of a result. Um, 
I sure hope that this is yeah, an error. I was waiting for that one. On the LHSAA website, <laughs> because if not, we had history made last night. I think St. James beat Assumption 45-31, to 31, but the score that has been posted on the LHSA website has St. James winning 450-31. to 31. Um, I sure hope that that's a mistake for everybody's sake, but we do know that St. James defeated Assumption last night, and we're, we're pretty much sure that that was an error there when we logged that one in. Livonia gets a 47-40 win over Donaldsonville. Lutcher gets a 67 to 57 win over Ascension Catholic. So good win for Lutcher there. Uh, let's see. Donaldsonville and Livonia, we told you about them. We go down. Patterson played New Iberia. Ooh, close one. Patterson played with Nish and came up just a little bit short. Nish gets a 35 to 34 win over Patterson. That game was played over at the Southside Tournament. Boy, they must have some teams over at the Southside Tournament. We keep talking about that. Um, Local teams are going to be playing Bell Chase over at the E.D. White Tournament. Sophie B. Wright beat Bell Chase 66-54 yesterday. Homa Christian School was off in 2A, but in single A, we had, well, really nothing of interest. We got West St. Mary that beat Hanson Memorial 67-38, but um, the local single A teams that we pay close attention to are Central Catholic and CCA, and they were both off. Tonight, we got South Lafouche and Destrehan. We got Vanderbilt and HL Bourgeois, and we got a bunch of teams all over the place at some tournaments. What do the Tarpons have to do to get the win tonight? Because, look, man, you're playing a Destrehan team that has not yet won a game, but they are still Destrehan. They're going to have athletes. They're going to have some dudes. They're going to have some playmakers. And quite frankly, they have played a very difficult schedule to this point, which is in part the reason why they don't have any wins. The Tarpons are coming off of an emotional game that they lost at the very end. But I also think that it's the game that they have played the best in this season to this point. If you're Coach Brody over the last couple of days when you've been trying to get your guys uh, up to try to play this game, what would some things do you be telling them to get them ready for Destran tonight? First thing obvious, don't look at the record. I mean, they owe and whatever coming in. They haven't won yet, but don't even don't even look at that. And do what you did from middle of the second quarter on, and you'll be fine. Uh, I think you, you play hard. The kids uh, buy in to what he, he's doing out there, and I think they'll be fine. Just uh, just a little different, a little spark sometimes you need, and I, I think these guys came in and gave them a spark and continue building on that. It's a Destran team that has lost to 6-6 six and six Salmon, 11-1 and one Jesuit, 8-3 and three Northeast, 6-4 and four White Castle, 10-4 and four Santa Mont, 7-5 Dutchtown. I mean, they've played a, a very difficult schedule. Um, I think you got to get off to a good start, man. Um, I think that's one of the things that – not one of the things. That is one – that's the biggest thing that hurt the Tarpons on – what was it, Tuesday? Uh, they they weren't ready to play. Uh, they they started off – they were down 24-4, to four, whatever the game was there. Um, this is not the type of team that consistently will be able to rally from 15, 20 points down. They don't score it well enough. Got to get off to a strong start, win that first quarter. Hell, win the first four minutes of the first quarter. Find something that will allow you to settle into the game because you can't keep digging out of those ruts, man. That ain't going to work for this crew. No, that's tough to do. And uh, you're right, start off quick or just don't start off slow and just play ball and and play hard. And I think uh, they'll be all right. They'll be fine. But uh, Destrahan's kind of an unknown. I mean, you're right. They played a tough schedule. They haven't been winning, but uh, 
it, it, it's a good program. They, they, you're not you're not just gonna fall off the face of the earth in, in one year. Yeah. You know, a good program like the Astrahan, uh, eventually they're gonna put things together. Just hopefully for Tarpons, it's not tonight. I had the privilege last night of watching Golden Medal Middle School play Holy Rosary. Golden Medal got a decisive win, but that's neither here nor there. I want to give kudos and props to the folks at Holy Rosary because they had stopped having um, school function athletics for a while. They brought it back. It's great for the community having an extra team. Those boys on the floor last night were having a lot of fun. They're real young, fourth, fifth graders, whatever it may be. They're really, really young. They've got a ways to go. But just to have those kids have an opportunity to play is really awesome. It made me excited to see. Kudos to the administration and Holy Rosary for bringing that back. That's good for everybody involved. When kids get a chance to compete, when kids get a chance to represent their school, that can never be a bad thing. And I was so happy to see them on the floor last night. Glad that they're back, man. That's awesome thing for the kids. Yeah, game. that's a good thing to see. Let these kids play. Yeah, no doubt. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Coach Chandler Guitros for his weekly Friday interview. We'll ask the coach about some things going on over in Tarpanland and also about some things that some of his former players are doing that we'll kind of shout out in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand-new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big-town inventory and small-town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or finance. Financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also, holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, Odessa, Texas, and Pascagoula, Mississippi. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net. Education. Prevention. Care. At Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute, we're committed to impacting future generations through promoting healthcare education and disease prevention. Our team specializes in athletic injury prevention and post-care, using the latest techniques to help athletes perform at their best and stay in the game or get them back in action. Discover more about how Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute provides healthcare for our community at tghealthsystem.com. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, I'm like the water when you sip rolled in that night. Well, my guy Brad Weimer, if you were listening, and I know you listen just about every day, this segment's for you, bro. He always tells me, hey, man, I love Fridays, but I love to talk some baseball and I love to hear Chandler talk some baseball. We have Tarpon baseball coach, Coach Chandler Guitros, on the line. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing today, man? 
Hey, good morning. Doing well. How y'all doing? Doing good, bro. Uh, the calendar says December 15th. If you flash forward a month, that'll be January 15th, and that is uh, right when you guys are going to be getting in the thick of it, getting ready to roll. Um, it's almost like Christmas in more ways than one, man. You guys got the old baseball tree up, and the gifts are under it. In about a month or so, you're going to get to open them up. Yeah, man, it's uh, really uh, pleased with the progress we made this offseason. Um, you know, just seeing our guys, we moved into our bullpens in the last two weeks. Uh, so just seeing the progress of the guys, the gains that they made through our throwing program, it's been really good to see, and we're just excited to get started. Tell us about that. You guys, I thought, pitched it pretty well over the summer. Uh, you said the number one thing you wanted to see was guys throwing strikes and then also throwing competitive strikes. I think you guys did that. Offensively, uh, swung the bats well at times. Whenever you guys open up practice, where are some of the areas that you guys are going to be most focused on to try to see some improvement? Uh, look, I think that uh, every year that I've been here, it's uh, it's not that it's a, a terrible thing, but what, what nips in the butt a little bit is defense. Um, you know, you look back at games that we lost in big spots. You look back at that South Terrebonne series, uh, just plays that are there to be made and we didn't make them. So that, that's always going to be a big stress within our program to continually improve there. I thought our outfield defense left a lot to be desired at times last year, and I think that uh, we really need to do a better job and harp on that, and we we got to find three guys. You know, we have to, uh, especially, uh, you know, guys with experience that we had there last year. Brock Johnson is going to probably, in all likelihood, be moving to the infield for us, and uh, Josh Max going to get a, a good look behind the plate to be our catcher going forward, and there's still battle to do with all those spots, but uh, just seeing that there's a good possibility that we're going to be losing some uh, some depth out there, so we got to find three and, uh, you know, that's going to go a long way to uh, determine what kind of year we're going to have. You've told us many times throughout the offseason that one thing you want to see is more of that gap-to-gap power because, man, look, don't have a tremendous amount of team speed, and if you're getting just nothing but singles all game and you don't have a tremendous amount of uh, speed, it takes three singles in an inning to score sometimes, and that's difficult to pull off. So, you know, that's a big weight room thing. That's a, you know, plate approach thing. Have you guys built up a little more power this year? I think we have, and uh, look, just seeing the, the kids' bodies change uh, over the off season. I think uh, our PE classes did an excellent job. Coach Young uh, really did a great job with the weight program. Uh, you know, we they ramped up a little bit what they did, and I think it's going to help with all sports. And uh, I think uh, Coach Bryce Gidry did a good job last summer with our guys as well. And uh, yeah, just seeing in the cages the way that the balls popping off uh, guys' bats. I think I mean we got a couple of guys this year that I think can be those gap to gap guys. You look at Jack Leday, who's uh, I kind of almost say he's been on a world tour with the amount of baseball that kid's been playing since last season uh, between the, uh, with us and with the Knights and different organizations he's playing with. I think Camden Berg has a potential to have uh, you know an all district type year offensively as well. Uh, Brock Johnson, Josh Mag, those guys you could you could tell that they put good weight on and the ball is jumping off those guys' bats in the cages right now. Bro, uh, we've been asking the coaches all throughout the course of the week, and I'm going to ask you. Um, there is a proposal uh, created by the executive committee of the LHSA that we give a free one-time transfer waiver. Players would be able to transfer to another school without having to sit out at all, much like we're seeing with college. Um, Brian and I are nervous about this. We think that this makes the select schools way more powerful because they don't have any boundaries or anything that they're bound by. So you could just go, come and go anytime you're reading about this as a high school varsity baseball coach. What are your thoughts, man? Because dude, I got to tell you, that's a big old shadow. And I hope it's not a shadow that we have to ever sit under because that could be really scary for the future. 
Look, it just can't happen because uh, Casey, what it'll lead to would be the death of a small community school. It, it would, it would be a dagger to us. It would be a, a dagger to, to really everybody. You know, if, if you're not uh, in a position to be building these multi-million-dollar facilities and have the best of the best, kid, kids are going to go where they have it, and uh, there will be no repercussions. It's going to turn into college-level recruiting. Uh, even more rampant than what you see uh, from some places in the state that's going on right now that you hear about. Uh, but uh, that, that's really my, my thing, the, the death of sports at the, the community school. You're not going to be able to compete. You just won't. Dude, uh, yeah, very well said. Look, man, I know you got to be awfully proud because coming up here on December 30th, you got some of your own who are going to be coming and giving back, man. you got uh, Darren Doucet, Ben Martin, and Josh Pierce who are going to be helping out with a camp over at uh, Elite HD. Uh, or HD Elite, rather, and, uh, you know, Coach Buck will be part of that and, you know, Coach Helmer will be part of that. It's got to be cool, man, for the for those younger guys uh, to see people in the community they look up to and they're going to be learning from three of the best who have ever done it at the school, man. That's, uh, that's a really neat thing, isn't it? it? It really is, and those guys have a lot to offer, uh, you know, from the college level, and they know what we teach here so they can bring some of that. And, uh, you know, that – group that 2021-2022 team had such a huge following with kids in the community. Our kids in the community really look up to those guys a lot. And it's not just kids uh, down there. Ben will come get work with us all the time when he's down there and he'll come hit in the cages. Josh Pierce came through a bullpen yesterday. Uh, we were throwing bullpens with our kind of our first uh, two groups of guys and uh, Josh uh, threw first. Coach Buck still works with him so our guys were able to see the way he worked. And he stayed around for our guys to throw pins after to help out a little bit with, uh, you know, some coaching points that he has. So those guys really give a tremendous amount. And uh, the kids on our team currently and the kids in the community really look up to them. And it's a great thing that they do and glad that they're uh, coming back down and giving back. Two months away, roughly, from the start of your season. Uh, you guys uh, are starting up on February the 19th against North Lake Christian at home. Um, what are some things you're hoping to see in the next two months to let you know, hey, man, we're ready to rock and roll because it is a challenging schedule and Division One non-select is unforgiving. So right out of the gates, you guys are going to have to be ready to go. What are some things you're hoping to see? Yeah, look, we got to come out of the gates hot like we did last year. Uh, this year, uh, you know, we're blessed. We don't have as many guys that we are depending on as frontline guys that are playing basketball, which that's in the coming going cycles. But this year we have a lot of our guys that are going to be with us from jump. Um, we have a lot of open competition, and it needs to be that every day in practice for those nine spots. Uh, but we got to come out of the gates throwing strikes. I think playing better defense this year is going to be a key for us. Uh, it has to happen. And, uh, you know, just come out and uh, get off to that hot start like we did last year. The start, I will say, is a little bit more challenging this year. Uh, North Lake Christian is going to be a very good team, guys. They were very sophomore, junior heavy last year. Had a couple of freshmen uh, sprinkled in and, you know, there was a game they could have beat us two years ago, if you remember. They were even younger than that, and it took a Darren Ducey walk-off home run to beat them. That's a, that's a quality program, and they've been getting better. So, um, And then we also come, instead of uh, playing uh, Church Point and schools like that in that opening tournament, we're going to see a bro bridge right off the bat, too. So that's a, that's a two-game stretch to start the year that if you're not out ready to play, you could fall to 0-2 real quick, and it's tough to fight back from a Division One if you fall uh, early. I saw over at Central Lafouche, Lance and them have broke ground on a uh, big facility down there, left field line. It's going to be covered up. They'll be able to get work even when it's when it's raining. He said, you know, they'll be able to get some bullpens in and hitting some cages. And so I'm going to throw the question to you: Pie in the sky, five years, ten years, whatever it may be. What would you, or what are some things you would like to see added to the Tarpon baseball facility over the next so oh, half decade or so? 
Hey, look, that's a big thing. That's uh, actually the main thing that we were trying to, uh, to do with that golf tournament was raise funds. It was a great fundraiser. But seeing the cost of what it's actually going to cost to get something like that done, we're going to kind of uh, rethink our strategy as far as how we get the funds to do it. It'll be a lot more of us going into the uh, different offices in the community and, and asking for help and really uh, showing that plan. So a uh, covered facility is, was our main priority, still is. Also, uh, you know, I don't want to say uh, kind of too much and get me in trouble or something, but there's some things that we brainstorming facility-wise, maybe seeing if we can uh, rearrange something that we will try to present to the school district uh, before it gets finalized. And, uh, you know, you got to have a plan. It can't just be you uh, you, you say, oh, I want this, I want that. It has to be a plan. You have to present it to the right people, uh, make sure it's all approved. And, uh, you know, uh, kudos to Central able to get it uh, going pretty quick. So hopefully we could uh, – you know, kind of follow those footsteps here in the next uh, year or two. Good stuff, brother. Thanks so much for the time. Have a great weekend, man. Yeah, have a great one, guys. We'll see y'all soon. Yep, that is Coach Chandler Guitros. He said it very bluntly. If this uh, one-time transfer thing happens, he said it's going to hurt the small community schools. Hard to disagree. Um, man, it's a very interesting time coming up. I just I have a hard time seeing it passing, but who knows? Well, it feels like there's only 15 or 20 schools that would extremely be benefited by this, and it feels like the other schools would be smart enough to say, hey, this is going to hurt us bad, and we'll vote it down. But crazier things have happened. Yeah, and I understand you still have your school boundaries, but it doesn't stop people from your school leaving and going to a, a private school. I, I think that that would further create a – look. If Mr. Bonine's agenda, and I truly believe it is his agenda, is to bring everything back together, doing this makes the gap between public and private or select and non-select, whatever the hell they want to call it, wider than it has ever been before. That, If that passes, we're not going to see the schools come back together anytime soon. Yeah, and I, it, it, look, it comes back if a school or a coach or whatever is cheating. Hammer them. Yes, and, and, and not uh, – favoritism or this and there or whatever it is, just drop the hammer on them. And, uh, if, man, if there can just be a way not to penalize the kids. Yeah. That's the only thing. Because, I mean, some of these teams that had their seasons canceled, these kids didn't do anything wrong. Warren Easton was one of the best teams in the state this year in football. Couldn't even make the play. They beat Rustin, who was the 5A non-select or whatever, Division One non-select champions. They beat them earlier this year. Didn't get the chance to play because of some shenanigans that adults were doing. That just kind of, I don't know, just don't feel right. Yeah, just be consistent and, and follow your, your own advice or your, or your, your slogan, be fair, you all in fairness, and then and follow it. I mean, fairness, you go back to the, the Zachary deal. How is that fair? It's not. I, I mean. And I'll go so I, far as to say if that kid was not a five-star player, he would have gotten put on the side. But they didn't want to sit down. The number one player in the state of Louisiana, they didn't want to make him ineligible. Why? Marketing, and it's exciting to watch him play. And they didn't want to sit him down. But we got a young man that went from Ellender to, to CCA who's very good, who's being told, hey, you got to sit out. Well, why could Tredez Green play, but that kid can't play? Yeah. It's got to be the same set of rules for everybody. And I think that it's that's not. And it's absolutely not. And that's why people have issues and people um, bicker and complain because of those types of things. Let's catch a break when we get back. Whew, we had an NFL team just quit last uh -huh. night. 
And because of that, the coach has already been shown the door. We'll talk about Thursday night football in all of its glory. We've got Leon Veal coming up in a half hour at 1230. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. So, I go to Golden Meadow Middle School in Holy Rosary last night. It was a single header, um, 6 o'clock. Game ends at 7 o'clock. Spend 15, 20 minutes talking to Damien, shooting the breeze, saying hellos. By the time I get home, um, eat, shower, do all that good stuff, and flip on the NFL game, scores 40, scores 42 to nothing. Las Vegas beat the Chargers 63 to 21 last night. Had a 42 to nothing lead at one point, had a 63 to 7 lead at one point. And a lot of folks were saying it on social media, and I agree with it. The Chargers quit last night. They gave up, they tapped out, they said, "Hey, we don't want to do this anymore. We're not about this anymore." And as a result, today, Brandon Staley and the Chargers general manager, I'm going to get the name of him in just a second, uh, Telesco, they are both now no longer with the organization. They both got fired this morning by Chargers ownership. And what's crazy to me is it's a Charger team that is and 5-9. They're not going to the playoffs this year. And last year, they had every opportunity to get Sean Payton. Sean Payton was basically, without saying it directly, hey, the Chargers is the job that I want. 
It's in Los Angeles. I love California. I would love to work with Justin Herbert, a good young quarterback. I would love to be part of this organization. And instead, what they did, by the way, after making the playoffs and blowing a huge lead in the playoffs last year, because a lot of folks forget they made the playoffs, played Jacksonville. They were winning like 30 to 10 or something like that. The Jags come back and beat them 31 to 30. After blowing, oh, there you go. I got it pulled up. After blowing a 27 to nothing lead in the playoffs last year, they bring Brandon Staley back. And on top of that, they let him hire. Kellen Moore as the offensive coordinator, and now you're paying the rent because you are a Chargers team that could have had a very, very good coach. You stuck with your clown. Your clown is now fired, and you don't have any sort of identity, and you've got a locker room that is broken because those guys were not even trying last night as the Raiders rolled over them 63-21 to in a game that wasn't even that close. I'm trying to – who took over? I, I don't even know if they've named the inter- I hope I hope for comedy's sake that it's Kellen Moore, hopefully. Yeah, I uh it doesn't say here, but yeah. What a mess. It is a complete mess. And, and let's see if I could find here who the interim coach is going to be. They haven't even I'm looking at the story, they haven't even said. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, the Chargers are doing what the Chargers do, and they're disappointing and they're letting people down. And um, we'll be very interested to see what type of a future. Because, look, they still got the big young quarterback that should be a fairly attractive job. Would you rather coach the Saints for the next five years or the Chargers? Let's be honest. Most people would say the Chargers because of Justin Herbert. Um, So it's an attractive job. L.A. speaks for itself. But, boy, the Chargers have a little bit of that Detroit Lions vibe. Is that like they've never been good before? So why would we expect them to be good over the long haul in the future? Oh, here it is, Dennis Allen to the Chargers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's wishful thinking on your part. But um, hey, let's talk about this. The bowl games start tomorrow. Um, every year, people gripe and complain. Oh, there's too many bowl games. Oh no. I don't want to see Georgia Southern and Ohio. I don't want to see Jacksonville State and UL Lafayette. And, hey, don't watch. You know. Thank you. <laughs> Bowl season is tremendous because you know what? Saturday, there's three NFL games, and there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bowl games. Next week on Monday, there's a bowl game. On Tuesday, there's a bowl game. There's going to be college football on TV just about every single day until the uh, football playoffs are finished. That's not a bad thing for anybody, man. Like, I'm looking forward to watching UL play in the New Orleans Bowl. I'm looking forward to watching on Saturday night UCLA and Boise State. I think that's a fun matchup. Um, I don't don't get the people that, oh, man – there's too much bowls on television. Get out of here, dude. It's football and TV. Why are you complaining about that? Yeah, what else are you going to watch? Wrestling, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown. Those are only yeah. two nights a week. Yeah, there's only two nights a week. Um, the Pelicans are back in action tonight, and they are playing the Charlotte Hornets. Um, that's a game they should win. Zion Williamson is questionable to play with an ankle sprain. He missed their last game. Questionable for Zion usually means, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm not playing. Um, but they are the Pelicans are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. In their last game, Brandon Ingram did very well and uh, made up for that deficit. We talked about this earlier in the week. Just want to see the Pelicans be consistent, and they're at a stretch in their season where they can make up some ground. 
You're playing the Hornets tonight. After that, you're playing the Spurs, who haven't won a game in forever. Then you're home against Memphis. John Morant's going to be coming back. He's still knocking off that rust. Then you're at Cleveland, home against Houston, home against Memphis, home against Utah. Like the rest of the December schedule for the Pelicans is very light. Now is the time for you to go and make that push. Yeah, that good teams will do it. They'll they make the hopefully the Pelicans can do it. But I'm still with, with Zion. I mean, what's going to happen later in the season? You know, he gets his game off. And uh, early in the season like this, later in the season, what is it going to be like? Hopefully it's going to be him in shape and bought in and competing, but we've never seen that before, so we don't know that that's necessarily how it's going to go. The New Orleans Saints are playing Sunday against the Giants. I still think that this line for this game is absurd. You're in the Dome. You're a six-point favorite. Well, it's actually now dropped to five and a half, so it's come down a half of a point. The Giants have won three games in a row. The Giants have a member of the mafia at quarterback. Have you seen DeVito's agent, how sleazy that yeah. guy is? <laughs> yes. Um, they have a literal member of the mafia playing quarterback. Um, I think the Giants are going to beat New Orleans Sunday, but it's very interesting to see that the Saints could potentially leave Sunday with a win and be right back in first place, man. I, you don't expect Atlanta to lose to Carolina and Tampa and Green Bay's a toss-up. But it's just unbelievable that, you know, the old cliche in the NFL is, hey, just get into the dance. New Orleans is still in it. Um, very much so still in it. Don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but they are still in contention somehow, some way. And look, with what, four games left? <clears throat> yes, sir. And if you're a Saints fan, your team is still in it. You should have some excitement. But there's not because of, and we talked about it many times before, where the schedule was set up for you to be well ahead in the NFC South compared to the other teams, and you laid an egg. So there's kind of, I mean, with four games left, if beginning of the season, a case with four games left, the Saints would be still talking playoffs, the possibility of them in the playoffs, you this season, you would have said, well, yeah, they should. And, yeah. But there's just no excitement now with, with this organization. And I don't know. They, they got a chance. That I, they still have enough enough talent in place to to win these games. But um, it's, it's just it's not happening for whatever reason. And you can blame Dennis Allen, the locker room, uh, when that report came out that 30 of the players didn't even put their iPads on, <laughs> you know, it's like, come on. It, Look, dude, I, this is going to sound like such a small thing, what I'm about to say, and, it, and it, it's shifting to a different topic. But today's day and age, this is the type of stuff that coaches are going to have to deal with. Today, out in Baton Rouge, uh, I'm sorry, tomorrow out in Baton Rouge, Kim Mulkey, Flojay Johnson and Samaya Smith will be signing copies, licensed copies of the 2023 LSU Women's Basketball National Champions book over at a bookstore in Baton Rouge. Noticeably, Angel Reese was left off of that list. Maybe a little bit of lingering residue, a little bit of punishment there. But you're bringing Flojay Johnson and Samaya Smith to go and make a little cash signing their name in a book. You don't bring your star player. I'm not saying it's going to become a problem. I don't think it will. 
But isn't it interesting now how when making these decisions of, hey, coach, come and do this and bring a couple of your players, based on what decisions you make when doing that could potentially cause rifts in your locker room because of the money involved. I thought that was interesting. They're not bringing Angel Reese. They're bringing Floje and Samaya Smith. Will Angel Reese be okay watching some of her teammates get that cash while she doesn't? I don't know. Angel Reese probably saying, go ahead. I'm going with Shaq uh, <laughs> over here and, <laughs> and make triple what y'all going to make. The asking price in the transfer portal for a quarterback right now, according to Matt Rule, is anywhere between two to five million dollars. That's the reason why everybody's getting in the portal, man. It's an auction. It's it's an auction. LSU had Sage Ryan, one of their starting defensive backs, go into the portal today. He might end up coming back to Baton Rouge, but he's out seeing what's out there. It's, it's, why not? It's crazy. You know, they're marketing themselves and Every season, it just feels like it's an auction. Whoever's going to offer the most is who's going to get the most. And it's, um, I don't know that I'm altogether comfortable with it, but it, it's like Stan said yesterday, it is the world in which we live. So you better get used to it or it's going to leave you behind. It's here. Not going anywhere. It's only going to get worse. The Tigers are going to be playing Wisconsin in a New Year's Day Bowl. Jaden Daniels has not yet been spotted at bowl practice, but Brian Thomas and Malik Neighbors have. The Tigers are a heavy favorite in their matchup with Wisconsin. That game will be New Year's Day at 11 a.m. Um, Brian Kelly says all the time, man, we're trying to win 10 games for the second year in a row. That'd be big. I think the LSU's only done that once or twice in the history of the school. But at the same time, I always look at bowl games as like, I don't know who's going to be available, who's not going to be available. Do you put a whole lot of stock into these games? I don't. Outside of the playoffs, like if LSU goes and lays an egg and loses to Wisconsin, I, I don't even that, – that's not a big deal to me. Um, do you put a whole lot of stock into bowl games, man? Years ago it was. Now the it's trend not, yeah, it's not it, the same. It's starting to be the bowl games is more about what's for next year. This year's over with. In years past, the bowl game would end your season. Now it's like you uh if you're not in the playoffs, well, now you're you're already getting ready for next year. So here's my thing, and, and someone brought this up on social media and I thought it was an interesting idea and I don't think we're ever going to see it. But if we're preparing for next year, why don't what we do is we take the Bulls and we play them as a college football preseason exhibition one week before the following season starts. So why not before LSU starts their next year in the last week of August, why don't they play Wisconsin in an exhibition game? That way no one's going to be opt out. Everybody's going to be full strength. And all we're going to do bowl wise is have the play, the semifinals in the New Year's Six games. Do you think that, that that's would be, an idea? Yeah, it would make the games more significant. No one would be opting out. The guy, yeah, I think that that'd be a great idea. It's never going to happen, right? These television companies are not going to let that happen. But I do think it's a way to make the games mean more in the future if if, if they ever went to go that in that direction. Somehow divide the bowl games in half, and uh, a team can either. Like they, they do in high school, you opt in for spring if you want to do it at the end of the school year or if you want to start uh, a week before original practice. Let these colleges pick. Do you want to play the bowl game right after your season or do you want to play it as a scrimmage type for the following year? So uh, bowl season starts tomorrow. Look forward to breaking down some of those results. The Los Angeles Dodgers, last point I'm going to make here in this segment. Next segment we'll talk some NBA because i got to brag about a certain uh, team that got a win yesterday. Uh, Tyler Glass now, ace pitcher of the Tampa Rays, has been traded to the Dodgers. The Dodgers in this offseason have gotten maybe the best hitter 
Otani's also a great pitcher, though he won't pitch next year with the elbow. And they've got a right-handed starter from the Tampa Bay Rays who's going to be a front-line guy. The Dodgers are building an army, man. And it just goes to show that when you have deep pockets and you're willing to throw some money around, whew, as a Braves fan, I don't like this. Those dudes have gotten a lot, a lot better. And uh, it's nervous times for everybody else in the National League. Let's catch a break. When we get back, um, a lot of folks uh, owe my guy an apology because my boy Harden lit up Golden State like a Christmas tree last night. We will uh, talk about that and a couple of other things in the next segment. Leon Veal coming at 12.30. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. You want some fast cash? Then play Quick Cash from the Lottery. Win up to $1,000. Visit your favorite lottery retailer and ask for Quick Cash today for your chance to win up to $1,000. Make sure your numbers fall right into place. It's everyone's favorite bingo game. Play Cash Line Bingo from the Lottery. Top prize is a whopping $30,000. Visit any lottery retailer and ask for Cash Line Bingo today for your chance to win up to $30,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. No Wake Outfitters is the best fly shop and paddle sports dealer in Metairie, but we offer so much more. We can prepare you for hunting season with Lamco game feeders and functional, comfortable camo wear from Duck Camp. And we outfit kayaks to get you in those shallow duck ponds and keep you camouflaged. Let our knowledgeable staff help you have your best season. Also offering Duck Camp and Orvis Outdoor Apparel for men and women. Check out the exclusive brands like Rugged Road, Turtle Box, New Canoe, Old Town, and more. No Wake Outfitters. 1926 Airline Drive. Remember, water safety isn't just for the summer months. Water safety is a year-long commitment to our family and friends as well as our community. A few safety tips to remember. Be mindful of children when there is any water around, whether it be pools, ponds, lakes, bathtubs, or the bayou. Keep all bodies of water secure with fences, gates, and covers when not in use. Drowning does not discriminate. It happens to people of every age and swimming ability. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from the Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Come on! Yeah! If you want it all back, jump to your feet right now! Oh! Want the kingdom suffer in violence? Boy, the, the, the cell service in Lafouche Parish must be kind of funky right now because a month or so ago, man, I was getting text messages every day. From people who the Clippers lost they lost six games in a row since your boy got there but I haven't been receiving too many daily updates from those Clipper haters lately and the reason for that is because they are now 11 and 3 in their last 14 games that have won six in a row last night they beat the hell out of Golden State 121 to 113 and oh yeah James Harden was the best player on the court all he did was get 28 points on just 12 shots five of six from three Seven rebounds, 15 assists, four blocks, and was the best player in a game that featured Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, and others. Just took a little time, man. Everybody was panicked and was freaked out. Just took a little bit of time. The Clippers are rolling now, and I don't hear anybody shooting me texts and sending me 
not dirty pictures and and making fun anymore. It's not it's not as much of a funny joke anymore, is it, folks? Nothing yeah. nothing to add. No, I'm gonna wait till they lose. Okay, sound well. You'll be waiting a long time. Draymond <laughs> Draymond Green was suspended. I got a question for you, though, sir. And you you may have answered this before. Uh-huh. Uh huh. James Harden fan. How how did you become okay a James Harden yeah. fan? Yeah, let's tell the story. Um. As a child, I was a huge, huge Orlando Magic fan. Huge. Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway, like, huge. Then that carried over to Tracy McGrady. I was way more of a fanboy for Tracy McGrady than I am for James Harden, as much as that might be hard to believe. McGrady was with Orlando. McGrady gets traded to Houston, and kind of has some career-ending injuries or whatever fizzles out. So I stayed with Houston through when they traded for James Harden from Oklahoma City. And then at that point, I was like, you know what? I like the way this dude plays. Um, He was the third guy in the big three with Oklahoma City with Durant and Westbrook. I was like, man, like this guy gets slept on. People don't talk about him enough. Became a huge fan there. Um, and then just followed him around. The question that was asked in the mailbag yesterday is, who's going to be my favorite team when he retires? I have no idea. (laughs) I have no idea because, obviously, I've been kind of a bandwagon guy for him, but that's the reason why. It it went from Orlando Magic. When McGrady got traded to Houston, it stayed with Houston, and then whenever Harden got to Houston, I just became a a fanboy. Yeah, good. Yeah, there's the answer to that. Yeah, I just – not – <clears throat> not making a joke about it or not. It was a serious question. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I got you. Yeah. I got you. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are playing a big game Sunday. We talked about the Saints a little bit, uh, taking on the Giants and, and Mafia DeVito. The Cowboys are trying to make a statement. They are 10-3. and three. No one really believes that they're going to make a run in the playoffs except for maybe me, and even sometimes I don't have a strong feeling about that. How impressive would you be, or how impressed would you be, if the Cowboys went on the road to Buffalo and got a win on Sunday? That's a tough place to play. I would be highly impressed. I'm impressed with them now. Honestly, I thought they would uh, crumble a little, not all the way, but just enough to uh, tap you off. Same old Cowboys, but they're not. They're uh, they're playing well. Offense, defense. It's uh, their defense is something else, but. Um, I think Mike McCarthy got this this team believing. Uh, the best move they made was getting rid of your boy as coordinator. Yep. And uh, this team believes Prescott is uh, playing uh, MVP caliber type football. So to make this more local, and the reason why I bring this up is not to brag about my team. Dan Quinn is the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys. Dan Quinn is the former head coach of the Atlanta Falcons, led them to the Super Bowl. He's the head coach who blew the 28-3 lead. Dan Quinn, before going to Atlanta, was a very good defensive coach with the Legion of Boom Seahawks back in the day. If the Saints make the decision in the offseason, hey, we don't want to do this Dennis Allen stuff anymore, which, by the way, there were some reports yesterday that said that he's like secure, not even really on the hot seat. But if that changes, would you take Dan Quinn, former Falcon, as the New Orleans head football coach? Do you think that he would do a good job there in New Orleans? I, I wouldn't. I you wouldn't, wouldn't want him? I wouldn't, no. Why, why is that? I, I just don't think he's a uh, head coach type. 
And and look, maybe that's because uh, being a big Saints fan in Atlanta, you hate Atlanta. He was with Atlanta. <laughs> I don't care where he's at. That's still part of me that don't like the man. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, it's got to be better. Who's going to want that job? Like, who wants? Who's going to sign up, raise their hand, and say, yeah, I want to go coach Derek Carr and a team that is old and doesn't have salary caps? Like, who the hell are they going to get? It's going to be someone that's going to come in and says, I want control. And it's going to have to be. I don't. This is not a very bright future for this crew. I just had a text message. Harbo. Hey. hey. Oh, Jim Harbo. No. Harbaugh has made the Super Bowl before. Oh. You don't want khaki pants over in New Orleans? No. You got to admit, khaki pants would be better than Dennis Allen. Yeah. um, Look, I mean. Yeah, there's a lot of people to be better than him, but I just, um, I don't know, man. I guess I'm being picky. Yeah, yeah. Look, dude, this is the same. End of the day, as long as it's not Dennis Allen, then it's, it's got to be an improvement, regardless who it is. Well, I got bad news for you. I think that the uh, the villain in the movie is not going away anytime soon. But at, then, okay, if he stays, they have to do something with the offense. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. I think that he he's going to have to fire Carmichael and bring in some more excitement on that side of the ball. But look, dude, here's the thing, Dennis. And to his credit, look, we we knock on Dennis Allen here often, and I don't think he should be retained at the end of the season. But to his credit, when he was given the job after Sean resigned, he tried everything in his power right. to not hire Pete Carmichael. He was interviewing dudes left and right, and. Just couldn't find anybody. So he kind of knew up front what he was getting himself into. To me, the bigger sin was seeing how bad the offense sucked last year and thinking, oh, we're just a quarterback away. No, you were a quarterback and a coordinator away, and they think that they just kind of flushed this season down being too loyal. And that's that, to me, is the is the biggest gripe against Dennis Allen right now. We'll see in a, few, uh, in a month, I guess. Yeah, in a month. Unless if they make the playoffs in maybe a month and a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, we might see in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two days. Vanderbilt and HL Bourgeois tonight. We got Leon coming on in the next segment of the show. We talked about South Lafouche and Destrehan. The challenge tonight, and we say it every time we talk about Vanderbilt, you got to slow them down. But the problem is that HL Bourgeois doesn't want to slow down. So if you're Andrew... Do you go in and try to do what you do and play up and down, knowing that that's the best way that Vanderbilt wants to play also? Or do you run some more stuff like they did in the fourth quarter against Central Catholic, some more some half-court stuff, make them play defense for a while, try to control the pace? Because it's a catch-22. You play fast, but they're best when they play fast. So what would you do if you were Coach Kiowit to try to slow Vanderbilt down? Would you go and do what you do? Or would you alter it a little bit and try to make them uncomfortable and hope that it doesn't make your team uncomfortable in the process? No, and Andrew's going to do what he does. They, they're going to try pushing the ball up-tempo, forced turnovers. Uh, yeah, they, they think they can go in there and, and beat Vanderbilt. So why change? They're going to stick to what they do, and they're going to try and push the ball, play up-tempo. They're going to 
rely on their defense. It's going to be tough not to pressure those guards because those, those guards can handle the basketball and they see the floor well and they spread the basketball well. So, uh, But I think Bourgeois is going to just do what they do. Bourgeois comes into the game smoking hot. They've won a bunch in a row. Vanderbilt has been extremely consistent throughout the course of the year. The thing that makes Vanderbilt so difficult, and it's why I would give them a slight edge in this game, is, okay, when I'm watching Bourgeois, I'm seeing, all right, if we make things difficult for number two, it's going to – and then that's not to say he's a one-man team. they got plenty of guys around him. But the head of the snake is number two. If we make things difficult for Chris Coleman, we can maybe throw them off a of rhythm a little bit. But if I'm H.L. Bourgeois watching Vanderbilt, who are you saying that about? Jordan Matthews, maybe? Okay, well, then Jahari Coleman's going to score 20. Jahari Coleman, uh, then okay, then his little brother Jalen uh, Jaden's going to score. They, they, I just feel like Vanderbilt has more guys capable of going for 25 tonight than Bourgeois does, and I think that that makes Bourgeois a little bit of an easier team to prepare for than Vanderbilt, though shutting down Coleman is e- far easier said than done. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100% on that. Uh, I just think Vanderbilt has too many guards that can uh, they can mix match they can sub in and out uh, they don't lose much when they do and look let's be honest in a game with a lot of possessions that may be tightly called they could afford a little more foul trouble than bourgeois can yeah you're right and I uh they're playing at home the way I've seen them shoot the ball our last game they, they can make the shots and again I keep saying is their guard play. They get to the rim and they know how to finish in the paint. That, that, that's a big difference. Um, but HL's coming in. They're a good basketball team. They're well coached and uh, it, it's going to be a great game. I mean, I, I still think in the second half, if, the, if they can stay even in the second half, which coach is going to make the adjustments in that second half to maybe uh, give his team a little step up and advantage. Two best teams in the area? Yes. Yeah, I think so, too. I think Terrebonne is, is third, but I think that it's a little bit of a gap between Bourgeois or Vanderbilt and, and Terrebonne. No, I'm saying the two best teams. Terrebonne on any night can go and beat any one of these they teams. They almost beat Vanderbilt at home. Couple yes, nights. They, yeah. they can, but, but right now I just think the two uh, the best teams will be playing tonight. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Let's get your break. When we get back, we're going to Leon Veal of Vanderbilt Catholic. His Terriers are taking on Bourgeois. As we've mentioned in this segment, it's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. From the entire team at Golden Motors, we would like to wish you an amazing holiday. Thank you for your continued support of our dealership. We look forward to serving you for more years to come. Happy holidays from Golden Motors. This is Ernie Johnson, Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD, and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Fago Funeral Homes wants to say that the end of the year brings no greater joy than the opportunity to express season's greetings to you and yours. May your holiday be filled with joy and happiness. Fago Funeral Home, caring you can count on. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff 
Your hometown eye care specialist is happy to announce the addition of another hometown eye care provider and Dr. Tana LaFont to our office. Dr. LaFont is happy to be back home in South Lafouche to provide eye care services for the community. Call the office at 985-632-2884 to make your appointment today. Dr. Darby Chasson and Dr. Tana LaFont look forward to providing the best eye care services to their hometown for years to come. Visit us at 16140 West Main Street in Cutoff. Welcome back to Play by Play. We've got about a half hour to spend with you guys here on KLEB. We talked a little bit about the Vanderbilt and HF Bourgeois matchup earlier in the show, and we had Andrew Kiowet on yesterday, so we figured, you know what, we're going to get the other half of the coaching spectrum there, and we got Coach Leon Veal on the line. He is the boys' basketball coach at Vanderbilt. Leon, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing? Good afternoon, Casey. Coach, how y'all guys doing over there? Doing great, bro. Uh, Big night for your team, man. Taking on a very quality opponent at home. It's a rivalry matchup. The kids all know one another. They've played against one another for most of their lives in TPR and in the works. Uh, The emotions, I'm sure, are a little bit high tonight, man. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think the energy is going to be extra high tonight in in the old Vanderbilt gym. Uh, uh, I've been talking to the kids about it. Just this is like, even though we're playing some friends and family members, it's still the next game. You know, we still got to tackle it like all right, it's our next game, you know, and, 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 and take all that energy and, and use it for something good. They've got a terrific player in Chris Coleman, but they also have some other weapons. How do you try to – and look, Andrew's come on the radio many times and said, hey, we want to we score within 10 seconds of our possession – how important is it that you guys get back in transition tonight to try to make them play a half-court game? Oh, it's huge. Uh, not only they got Chris, man, they, I, I think it's, they're probably the most complete HL Bourgeois team I've seen in a couple years. Uh, being from this area and, and seeing a lot of uh, basketball from the HLB area, they're, they're a complete team. They're really good, man. Uh, they're playing well. We just got to make sure that we're talking and sprinting back on defense. It's not uh, score and celebrate. We got to make sure we matched up. Uh, we know who we're guarding. Uh, make sure we're stopping the basketball and, uh, you know, trying to slow them guys down a little bit. Man, you guys have what I think is a roster that has eight or nine starters on it. And what I mean by that is you got uh, eight, nine, ten kids who could play at the varsity level at just about any school in this area. As a coach, how, but look, everybody wants to have an accumulation of a ton of talent. But how difficult is it sometimes letting the guys know, hey, man, like I know you could play, but this other guy's hot, so we're going to go with him a little more. Like you, it's, it's not necessarily always the easiest thing to have the most talented teams. How do you get the guys to stay bought in? I think it's just a testimony of the team. They, uh, they know when one player is, is doing well, they're going to they gonna, they gonna feed off of that. You know? and, and they'll be like, Coach, Listen, I know usually I'm coming in right about now, but he's playing really good right now. Let's keep him going until, you know, if he slows down a little bit, then, yes, I'll sub him. But they're, they're a team. They're, they're really good friends on and off the court. Um, that's, that's, you know, usually you want teams where they get on each other, get in their face a little bit. They're so good friends on and off the court that they just motivate each other. You know, they, they want to see each other, to see – you know, like yesterday we had a great discussion about 
and it was a team-led discussion about just doing the right thing in the classroom. They want everybody to succeed. So, you know, it's hard for me to try to get everybody their, their minutes that they deserve, but they don't complain. They just, they just go out there and do it. Coach, with having a deep bench, talk about the new free throw rule if, uh, with the five fouls. Can you use that to your advantage during the game? Yeah, I try to use it because, you know, I, some, when I'm scouting, I look at this, I maybe see a team that's not very deep. So I feel like I can pressure a little bit more knowing that I got two or three guys that I can bring in in case I get in foul trouble. But on the flip side, we try not to get too many fouls early in the quarter. You know, we try to play solid defense early. Just so, you know, once, if you get that fourth or fifth foul early, they're just going to attack you, you know, and that's, and that's what we try to do. We see that three under, three or four under a team on fouls, we're trying to attack, make you play defense a little harder, make you a little nervous playing defense. It's just, it's a big change, and I, and I think every coach is trying to get used to it. Um, but that's what we try to do. We try to just uh, attack a little bit more when we see that. We see three or four fouls on the, on the scoreboard, but, you know, on the flip side, we got to do the same thing, you know. Matthews is such a smooth player for you guys, man. The other night he scored 18, 20 points, whatever it was, and it didn't even feel like he was in double digits. He's one of those guys that's such a bucket that he's just quietly going about his business, getting 14, 16 points before you even realize that he's got any. Right. He, he He's a, he's a scorer, you know, and, and teams are going to start trying to take it away from us. Uh, but I, I, like I said earlier, it's a testament to the guys that they they get him in the right spot to uh, for him to, to, to see, you know. So um, it, the other night, like you said, it was a smooth 18. But I mean, a lot of it has to do with the other four guys that's on the court with him. Um, they do a good job getting them open, setting them up for a good shot, or you know, get them a couple points in transition. Man, Jaden Coleman is a guy that, to me, stands out. He's, he kind of plays that point guard role. He gets where he wants to get on the floor. He gets the ball where it needs to go, and he's still a young dude, man. Uh, but it feels like, to me, just been looking at the you know the, the makeup of your team, even though he's a younger guy, it feels like some of the other guys feed off of that, man. And, and just talk about that. But some of your younger players are some of your leaders. Right. Uh, Jaden, uh, last year he started every game for us as a freshman, and uh, the coaching staff and I, we talked about some games. Some games we probably pulled them a little, should have pulled them a little early, but we wanted him to get that, you know, that experience of, you know, because, you know, Jay's been great, you know, since he was five, six years old. Yes. He's <laughs> all-stars and all that stuff. So he's been great. He never really had a bad game, you know. So, so when you get to that high school level as a freshman, you're going against 18-year-olds, you're not going to be able to go with, the move that got you to, you know, in the the All Stars and the AAU. So we wanted him to to basically fail a little bit, you know. So now that he sees it, he's more hungry. You know, I don't know if you like last year he was like kind of just feeding off everybody. Now he's like he's trying to put his stamp on the game, you know. And and a lot of guys know if I'm in my right spot, either he's going to attack or he's going to feed me the basketball. And and as a sophomore, as a leader, and, and he was he was quiet last year. He's more vocal in practice. You know, he's getting things started. Like, I'm, I'm loving it. I can't wait to see, you know, tonight and tomorrow. I just love watching this kid develop. For sure, man. Look, before we let you go, a couple keys to victory. What are some things you guys have to do well to try to knock off the Braves tonight? Well, you said earlier, transition. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. Uh 
getting back on defense, setting the defense, slowing down that, that Coleman kid is going to be hard. But and, and, and the other four kids that's on the court, but transition defense, uh, that's going to be the key. And just with, like, I, I always call it the first two minutes. Like, the first two minutes, like, what, what are we going to do those first two minutes? You know, controlling the, our emotions, controlling our energy, and, and just continue to play for each other. Sounds good, bro. Thanks so much for the time. Before we let you go, can I ask a favor? Can you hook us up our table at the usual spot, bro? Because we're coming tonight. All right. Hey, it'll be there. Still set up in the uh, Vanderbilt John Curtis game. Go. So we'll, we'll, we'll be waiting on you guys. Sounds like a winner, bro. Thanks and good luck, man. All right. Thank you. I'll be blessed. Yep, that is Leon Veal uh, joining us here, talking as my colleague here was about to put us on commercial. What's, what's up with that? Uh, just checking to see if you were paying attention. Well, I was. I you were nodding away <laughs> off over there. Leon said his guys are ready to go. Um, he said, out front, we got to play good transition defense. And boy, do you ever. Bourgeois is going to put a lot of pressure on you. Um, I think how the game is officiated is going to be a factor in this one. If it's a more tight, more fouls called, that Vanderbilt depth could maybe shine through. If it's a little looser. Maybe Bourgeois has a little bit more of an edge, but I'll tell you this, I'm expecting a lot of points. I'm expecting a lot of great individual players to be put in positions to succeed. This has the makings of being a really, really good, really, really exciting game tonight in Homa. Yeah, it will, and I think it can come down to which team is going to shoot the three ball better because both teams can definitely shoot from the outside. HL, you get into problems when you play in HL when you allow them to score from three-point land, and when you give up layups off their pressure. Uh, you take one of those away, it helps your chances on winning. So which team is going to score more from the outside could be uh, a big key. And uh, Coach Veal brought up a great point about the fouls in, in a quarter, and uh, he, he's 100% right. If you get early fouls in a quarter and a team is shooting two shots, let's say with two or three minutes or sometimes even four minutes left to go in a quarter, they're going to keep attacking you. And if you keep fouling, uh, that's a way to keep some teams in, in games. So that, that's a great point. And it's, um, they, um, you can tell it's a well-coached team that the assistants and all work together well because they, uh, they have a plan dealing with these fouls and uh, expect a good game. And before, I want to thank Mr. Jim Gadry, yes. uh, a law firm attorney, for uh, sponsoring tonight's game, which uh, the Coastal Broadcasting Game of the Week. Can't wait, dude. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. Uh, Bourgeois is playing at such a high level. They've won, oh, seven, eight games in a row. They're cruising. Uh, Vanderbilt has been great all season long. These are two teams that have a great opportunity to make a push, both very well coached. And what the scary part is, both of them are really not all that senior heavy. So they're both kind of just getting started, which is uh, – Kind of a scary thought for maybe the rest of the teams on the Bayou. Yeah, that is very scary. <laughs> Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll get a few weekend predictions and talk about some things happening over the weekend. And we thank Leon for his time in the last segment. And we thank Chandler for his time before that. Let's thank our sponsors as well. The Blue Boot Foundation, Golden Motors, where price is priority located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff. And Dufresne Building Materials, experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport and Grand Isle. Um, quick story. Every time we say blue boot bomb on our uh, high school broadcast, boy, Darby gets a kick out of that every time. He shoots me a text and we, in all caps, blue boot bomb, baby. They get <laughs> fired up. Hopefully the Tarpons make a bunch of blue boot bombs uh, tonight against Destrahan. Let's catch a break when we get back. 
preview in the weekend here on KLEB. Get ready, Greater New Orleans area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Train Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show, March 19th and 20th. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Come to the Train Center on Williams Boulevard to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting, don't miss it. The deputies of the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office remind you to designate a driver if you plan to drink this holiday season. By driving impaired, you endanger others as well as yourself. Designate a driver anytime you plan to drink. Have a safe and happy holiday season. From the Lafouche Parish Sheriff's Office. Join the Hot Sauce Express weekdays on the Rage and Cajun. Tune in from 6 to 10 a.m. for the best Cajun music anywhere on this planet. The Hot Sauce Express. And it's all brought to you in part by... Later, the Sea General Hospital and Golden Motors. Don't forget, as the Hot Sauce Express, weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m., right here on The Rage and Cajun. KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM. Home Health Services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Happy Holidays from Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Join us for the Wrap Up the Year sales event. Tis the season to get a great deal on a Ram or new commercial truck, van, car, or SUV. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or personal use. It is the December to remember, so get a great deal on your dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. It's beginning to look a lot like savings. Welcome back here to Play by Play. We thank everybody for listening um, and hope everybody's having a wonderful day. Again, reminder, we are going to be doing two games at once. The Tarpon Boys basketball game will be here on KLEB around 7 o'clock. That'll be my guy, Coach Brian Colley, and a mystery partner will be joining him to do that game. That's going to be uh, interesting. What do you got going on here? Oh, no, I'm just I'm just getting ready. When he starts playing on the computer, it's usually bad news Get for me. Get you nervous, huh? Um, but then also tonight, <laughs> we, we're going to be going to Vanderbilt. The Terriers are going to be taking on HL Bourgeois tonight, and Turtle and I will be on the call of that one. So we are pulling a doubleheader. 
How could someone get involved with our Game of the Week efforts, Brian? You're a big guy that helps spearhead that. How could someone, if they're listening to this and saying, hey, Game of the Week, that's cool, promoting local student-athletes, how could they get their business involved? Yeah, call the business office here at Coastal Broadcasting at 798-7792 and just tell them that you want to be part of our team with the Game of the Week and – Casey, very $100 a game. There you go. You get sponsorships, you get commercials, you get airtime leading up to the game. So it's a good investment for your business, and it's a great way to help us promote our athletes in our area. Yep, I agree. Uh, the, the games of the week that we have done so far have been a lot of fun, and we can't wait to do it for the rest of the season. Just looking ahead a little bit, uh, we have one again on Monday, right? We're going to be at home of Christian school as they're going to be taking on Central Catholic of Morgan City. So that should be a whole lot of fun uh, watching Coach Jones and Coach Case. And, yeah, we're going to be trying to cover. We're, look, we're going to still be with the Tarpons through thick and thin. But on nights off where they're not playing, we're going to go and uh, broadcast some of the other great talent in our area. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we can thank the sponsors for Monday night's game. is going to be sponsored by Nothing Bunt Cakes, the Knights of Columbus, and Homa Christian School will be sponsoring our game of the week on Monday night. As part of the sponsorship, do we get free cake? Because Wow, that would be pretty <laughs> legit. No, that's an amazing place to go and get some dessert. So yeah. Um yeah. Great get great job there. A little bit of a breaking news situation here out in Baton Rouge. It's good news, LSU fans, relax. Former Texas AM safety Jordan Gilbert has committed to LSU today via the transfer portal. The six foot, two hundred pound safety played in twenty three games for the Aggies and recorded eighty tackles and two interceptions. He is a Baton Rouge native who is now coming back home. According to the LSU beat writers, the Tigers are expecting a half dozen or more commitments um, out of the transfer portal in the next couple of days. So the Tigers are going to be hitting it hard, trying to um, be a little more selective, get some guys maybe that could fill some positions of need defensively in the secondary, maybe a wide receiver or two here or there. But the first domino has fallen. Jordan Gilbert is committed to LSU. And he said, listen to this. I'm sure this makes the Texas A&M people happy. He's from Baton Rouge, committed to A&M. And his quote was today, it's time for me to do what should have been done a long time ago. Wow. <laughs> so maybe expressing a little bit of regret for not signing with LSU out of high school, but he is going to be back. Um, weekend predictions. Tomorrow, I like the Detroit Lions to bounce back. Sorry, Sean. I love you. Uh, but I think that the Lions are going to beat up on the Broncos and get their 10th win of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I like the uh, – let's see. Now I'm all, I'm all thrown off. <laughs> I like the Buccaneers to go on the road and beat the Green Bay Packers. I think Tampa's the best team in the South. I don't believe in Green Bay. I think Jordan Love is a little bit overrated. Mayfield's having a good year, 20 touchdowns, 8 interceptions. Give me Mike Evans. Give me the Bucks. I think the Bucks go on the road and beat Green Bay this weekend. There's no yeah on this one. Yeah. Uh, no. I think the Falcons are going to beat Carolina. That's really not even worthy of a prediction. Though I'll say this, yeah. Atlanta's only a three-point favorite in that game on the road against a 1-12 Carolina. Look, dude. We mentioned this way earlier in the season. If you're Carolina and you've just fired your coach in the middle of the season for the second straight year, 
And you've watched now, what are they, 1-11, 1-12? You've watched 13 games of Bryce Young as your quarterback. Are you open-minded or honest enough already to say, hey, this dude is a shrimp back there. He's 5'10". He can't see above the line. Would you be shopping for another quarterback already this offseason, or would you be patient? Because, dude, I could tell you, I've watched a lot of Carolina. I don't. Usually with a rookie, you see flashes. I don't really see flashes here. Would you, after one year and making this dude the first pick in the draft, would you be willing to wave that white flag already? Yes. I'm. See, I'm with you. I, I don't think that they will because of they made a big trade and he was the first pick and they'll blame everything else. They'll say the offensive line's bad and yada, yada. I don't think they will, but the eye test shows me Stroud at Houston is a great player. He's a rookie. Young, uh, I don't see now, it at all. Young will get a second year because with a new coach coming in, it, okay, we're starting from scratch again, so he'll get a, a, a second year. If it would be the same coach coming back next year, maybe not. They may want to throw that white flag in, but uh, would a new coach come in? I, I think he'll get another shot at it. Weekend prediction, the Chiefs are going to get right against Belichick and New England. The Chiefs are an eight-point favorite. New England is god-awful. Um, yeah. I think that the Chiefs are going to get right. It was Taylor Swift's 34th birthday a couple of days ago. Travis Kelsey was not at the party. Hopefully um, there's not anything going on in paradise there, but I think the Chiefs are going to get a victory over New England and keep that train rolling. Now look, my nephews, I was visiting with them last night, and they were in first grade. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they, yeah, that's uh, Travis. They know Travis Kelsey. Because they – I said, how you know Travis – Oh, Taylor Swift. There you go. There you go. Look, dude, we can make fun of Taylor Swift, and we could say that it's annoying when she's on the TV during the Sundays or whatever. She's the biggest star in the world. She is a billionaire musician. She is the most recognizable musician in the world. Um, and that's a great example of it. A six-year-old who otherwise would not have known who Travis Kelsey is yeah, now does they because know it now. of Taylor Swift. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I like the... Jaguars to upset the Baltimore Ravens this weekend. The Jags are 8-5 and five and are kind of trying to clinch their division at home against Baltimore. Primetime Lamar Jackson usually is not the best Lamar Jackson. I'm going the Jags to beat the Ravens, even though Trevor Lawrence will be playing Gimpy with a high ankle sprain. I don't care. Give me the Jags over Baltimore. Who Baltimore. They, uh, they up there. I ain't scared of Baltimore. For various reasons. I then Lamar Jackson ain't running through nobody in the playoffs, man. Give me a break. But you're right. They are playing exceedingly well right now. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm going with the Pelicans to beat the Bob. I was about to say the Bobcats. The Hornets tonight. They're the Hornets again, just clear. Pelicans are going to beat the Hornets tonight. The The Hornets are not good. Uh, Zion is maybe going to play, maybe not going to play. Game time decision. It doesn't matter. I think New Orleans is going to get a win over Charlotte and keep their momentum rolling. Um... I think that Boston in the NBA is going to humble the Orlando Magic tonight. I bet you would have never known that the Orlando Magic are 16-7 and seven and are one of the best teams in the NBA right now, but they're not on Boston's level. The Magic are playing at Boston tonight. The Celtics are 12-0 and 0 at home. Boston is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Lock it in. That's one of my betting picks for today. The Celtics are going to beat up on Orlando tonight, defend their home floor, flex their muscles, and let everybody know, hey, we're the big dog in the Eastern Conference, not you guys. Now, that's a championship-type team, 12-0 and 0 at home. That's what you should be doing. Defend your home floor. Yes. 
I think that the Raging Cajuns of Lafayette mm. are going to lose yeah. tomorrow. I think Jacksonville State is going to beat Lafayette tomorrow in the New Orleans Bowl. Jacksonville State is playing at a high level, and I think that they're going to get a win. I think Chip Kelly and UCLA are going to beat Boise. That's the bowl game on Saturday that most people are looking most forward to. I think UCLA is going to get a win over Boise. Um, Man, dude, uh, a lot of folks don't realize this, but it happened early in the season, and we really haven't talked a whole lot about it. USC and UCLA are not going to be in the Pac-12 anymore after like their bowls. They're going to the Big Ten. Can you imagine seeing a conference game between USC and like Purdue? It's going to be really weird. Um, But say la vie, that's the way it's going to be in the sport. So UCLA will play their final game as a member of the Pac-12 tomorrow against Boise at 6.30 on ESPN. The Bills are going to beat Dallas on Sunday. Um, I hope I'm wrong. It's hard to win in Buffalo. I like what Joe Brady's doing. I think that they're going to get um, the ability to protect Josh Allen because he's big and strong. I think he's going to step up in the pocket, won't be as intimidated as other quarterbacks are. My Cowboys got a big win over Philadelphia. They've won a bunch of them in a row. They're not beating Buffalo on the road. I, I think the Bills are going to beat Dallas on Sunday. But look, that's a great matchup. Joe Brady scheming against Quinn. Dan Quinn. I would love nothing more than to see Parsons take Josh Allen's head off, but I, I don't know. I just don't, don't like that matchup. They stretch the field vertically. That's usually something that Dallas struggles with. Well, if he does, then you're going to come by. I know Monday, get ready. We'll be yelling. The Jinx. Oh, yes. Yes. No, 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 no. Look, if the Cowboys beat them, then it's a hard fought, (laughs) earned victory. And it's it's not a curse. How convenient. Uh, Yes. Yes. That's, yeah. We got that all wrong. We got that twisted up. Um, Tonight, Vanderbilt over HL Bourgeois. Um, Very good game. Very competitive game. Gonna come down to the end. I think Vanderbilt is going to be able to slow down Coleman enough. And I think Vanderbilt has too many weapons. I think they'll pull away late. I think Vanderbilt is going to beat Bourgeois tonight. And look, both teams have played some uh, a great schedule for yes. so far. Yes, yes, they have. So you can't say, well, this one played a tough. No, both teams played tough schedules. It's going to be a heck of a game. I, I would agree with you. And again, just because I think they have more guards that that will help them during the game. Tomorrow... By about eh, 1 o'clock, all of social media, and this is another weekend prediction, all of social media will be amazed at the golf of Charlie Woods. He is playing with his father at the PNC Championship. Was watching some practice swings from Charlie today. He's big and strong. He's not a little boy anymore. Tomorrow, I'm telling you, social media is going to be filled up with golf fans marveling over the next generation. Charlie's going to put on a show this weekend playing with his dad. I, I look forward to actually seeing that. Now, what, is, what is this tournament? It's just a... PNC, it's like a team, you know, father-son, mother-daughter, um, that type of thing. Mm. So the Tigers teaming with Charlie, and they'll be playing together. They actually finished runner-up a couple years ago. Um, so we'll see how they do. Hopefully they could uh, Hopefully they could bring it home. Got some betting picks for you to t- uh, for tonight. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> this is not a betting pick, but I opened up the app. We Remember we told you the Wizards don't play defense, and then... When we said that, the Pelicans scored 140-something points against them. Vegas is not getting fooled by this tonight. 
The Pacers are playing the Wizards tonight in Washington. The over-under for that game is 260 and a half. So they think it's going to be like 140 to 126. Like they two sets the largest over-under total I have ever seen in an NBA game. 260 and a half. You got to go under. I would think, but in the last game the Wizards played, it was against the Pelicans. It was 145 to 122. That would have been over. Um, Man, that's a huge, huge number. NBA tonight, I'm going the Pistons plus 16 over the 76ers. I know the Pistons are bad. Monty Williams is trying to rebuild it over there. He's the highest paid coach in NBA history, but 16 points in an NBA game is way too much. I'm going uh, the Pistons to cover that. I already told you I'm going Boston minus four and a half over Orlando. Um, tonight in the NBA, I'm going over 212 for the Grizzlies and the Rockets. And give me the Suns minus five over the Knicks. The Suns are getting back healthy, and I'm going to go with Phoenix tonight. College basketball tonight. I like um, New Mexico minus 14 over New Mexico State. New Mexico's a na- uh, not a national championship contender. They're a conference championship contender, and New Mexico State is not. New Mexico should get a win there. Tonight, I also like UConn minus three over Gonzaga in a showdown of two really, really elite teams. And then tomorrow, Texas minus seven against LSU. LSU men are terrible. Texas is going to hammer them. Go with Texas tomorrow. And I also like tomorrow, give me um, Kansas minus six over Indiana. So just a couple of things to pay attention to over the next couple of days. It's time for us to get out of here. Uh, We have carried the show through one o'clock. We've got a doubleheader tonight around seven o'clock, both gyms. We wish my partner, Brian Colley, and and, uh, his mystery guest the best of luck. (laughs) Uh, Turtle and I will be holding it down at Homa. Hope that you guys uh, listen in, and uh, good luck to all of our local teams. We'll be back Monday. I'll have my W's and my L's. I'll be wearing my Cowboys jersey after we beat the Bills, even though I just said we're going to lose to the Bills, and we'll have all of our usual coaching guests on, breaking down all the action. You've been listening to Play by Play. Thanks so much. Have a wonderful weekend. God bless you all. Love you guys. We'll be back on Monday. You're listening to KLEB. 1600 AM and K274 DE 102.7 FM Golden Meadow.